Burrow is a furniture company known for timeless design and thoughtful construction, and free shipping, and that extends to their outdoor collection. Their outdoor furniture is built to withstand the elements, featuring rust-proof stainless steel hardware, weather-ready teak, and quick-dry foam cushions. For Memorial Day, get 15% off your Burrow purchase at burrow.com slash ACAST and up to 25% off outdoor. That's up to 25% off outdoor furniture at burrow.com slash ACAST. Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit BetterHelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Hey Dave. Yeah Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and t-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself and for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombus. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombus.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. Welcome to A View from the Bullens in partnership with the Fitzrovia Bell London our official away day pub for all Evertonians. And fanscapes.co.uk, made by fans for fans. Hello and welcome to A View from the Bullins with me, Mick Kemp, Ben Winstanley, Lee McLean and our guest this evening is Warren Bradley. Guys, the last game of the season, it was a trip to Manchester City. It finished Man City 5, Everton nil. Ben, we had a slim chance of trying to get into Europe, but they, they were quickly vanquished, weren't they? Weren't they early doors? Yeah, bit of a positive to start. Thanks for everyone to come into, to the Fitzrovia last night in London. We had an absolutely brilliant time. Met some brilliant blues. Um, and had a really good time. So thanks for all for coming. So we'll get the positive out the way. And now let's get on to Everton. What a, what a shambolic performance that was. We still had a lot to play for. Uh, we were still right in the mix for potentially getting in the European Conference League. And we just... Blown it. I've never known a team like it when special occasions come round that we just lie down. You could have put your mortgage on Sergio Aguero coming on today and getting a goal and getting two. All he was missing was the perfect hat trick to seal it off. That's literally Everton all over. Gary Neville hit the nail on the head, but far, far too nice. Teams like playing against us. There's no fight, there's no desire. And I've put a tweet out on, uh, on Twitter basically saying, like, we have been in worse situations over the past few years. Uh, we've seen some atrocious football, but at least the players actually fought and and and, and f- fought for one another. But I've never ever disliked the squad of players so much than this set of players. There's just no character. But you say Pickford again, even though we can we, we ship five goals, thought he played very well, did some really good saves and was commanding again. Ben Godfrey, and apart from that today, that that that's all I can say. But it's it was just a disgrace from. All the way from defence to attack. That Aguero, that, that goal, I've watched that about three or four times now and I'm adamant that we've been paid off to let him score because Mason Holgate was probably the worst defender I've ever seen. I play Sunday league football myself and I don't even see that level of defender in that, uh, on a Sunday. It's a disgrace. 
he seems to be off balance. Aguero's literally walking to him and he's shifted his body weight and he's got a free tap on goal. It was just a really, really all-round bad performance. And I don't know about all Evertonians, but I'm relieved this season's over. What a disappointment it's been. It had it had really good potential at the beginning of the year. How good was September? Top in the iTunes charts, top of the league, and we just got ahead of ourselves again. And the past the past since the turn of the year it just hasn't been good enough. The football hasn't been good enough, but we've been getting the wins away from home. But like I said, like we said on previous podcasts, if the results start going against you like they have tonight, then people are gonna start asking serious questions because it's not on. I just sat through 90 minutes of that and thought it was a disgrace. That, that, that's all the word I'm going to use. It was just, was was not good enough for the standards that we expect, uh, expect as being Everton Football Club supporters. It's just not good enough. So, yeah, it's a tricky one, Mick. It's hard to digest. I'll, I'll let the other lads uh, have a crack to see if they can digest it. But I'm just sick of it, to be honest. I'm sick of the losers' mentality within this team and the way we just roll over for these teams on these special occasions. So, yeah. Not happy once again. Bring on the summer. Marcel and Carlo have got a massive window coming up. They've got to transform this team. They've got to get an identity and they've got to really push on. Lee, I can imagine you've got a lot to say this evening. Um, you know, going into this game, we, we had a chance of getting into some sort of European football, but three wins in our last 12, a, a negative goal difference, and we've, we've ultimately finished in 10th place. And the table doesn't lie, does it? No, it doesn't, Mick. Um... You know, and to, to Ben's point, uh, you know, leaving it to the lads to see if they've got anything to add. Um, I haven't. I think he's summed that up really, really well. I hope they're embarrassed, Mick. Um, and if they're not, they should be after that performance. It was absolutely... I don't even know. There's no there's no more adjectives to use. We've ran, we've ran out of them all since, since January. It was appalling. You know, we were shamelessly there to make up the numbers there. We were a sideshow in City's main event. Um, there was no pride in any individual performances. It was hard to watch. It was almost like you were wincing watching that. Um, total failure of a season. Like Ben said, we started off really, really well. We had all our hopes up. Made ourselves look a little bit silly, actually. Um, but, you know, that the season wasn't lost today. Um, we blew our chance of achieving anything tangible out of this season long before today. It's been coming for a while. You know, if you think, you know, since the new year, we've been coming on here, we've been saying, you know, it's it's not over. We've still got this to play for, this to play for. But the end outcome has been pretty inevitable for, for a long time. You know, it's just been bad results after bad results after bad performance. Um, and, and I'm with Ben. I can't relate to this Everton side one little bit. I don't like the, this group of players. Um, they, don't, they don't represent the Everton Football Club, I know. You know, when you associate it with, with passion and pride to wear the shirt and players getting you off the edge of your seats. Um, there's just too many that aren't good enough or don't care, evidently. And I hope, genuinely hope, that it's the last to see of, of a lot of those players who don't care about wearing the, the shirt and aren't fit to wear the Everton shirt. Um, so I do, I hope it's, it's the exit door for a few of them in, in the next coming weeks and months. Um, it was a disgraceful performance. And, and, and again, very inevitable. We're, we always seem to be the perfect opposition whenever someone's celebrating something, whether someone's looking to end a bad run of form, uh, either individually or as a team. Um, with, we just do the same, same thing over and over and over again. And I'm absolutely sick of it. Um, 
and I, I, I could see this coming today, regardless of the team City put out. But obviously, when I saw the starting eleven, you know that I had an idea it could be a, a cricket score, and that's exactly what it turned out to be. I thought the way we rolled over and let Aguero have his moment in the sun the way he did was an absolute disgrace as well. Where's the pride in your performance? And, and doing it for the fans and the club that pay your wages. It, it was disgusting. Absolutely disgusting. Um, so, yeah, got to echo what Ben said. Really enjoyed meeting all the Blues last night down in London. Um, you know, and, and that's the part of the club that, that I absolutely love. But in terms of the team on the pitch, um, no, they can, get, they can get in the bin, Mick. I'm just looking forward to time off, not having to, to think about Everton for a little bit. They've let us all down this season. It, it has been a failure of a season, make no mistake, in my opinion. Um, and yeah, bring on the summer and a break and good luck, Ancelotti, trying to sort out this mess. Warren, are you, are you a bit disappointed that, you know, given the circumstances and European a European position was up for grabs that we've just gone to Man City and rolled over? You know, I, I understand it's a very t- a tall order to go to Man City and try and get a result, but... Even so, it was men v boys, wasn't it, for large parts? Uh, you're absolutely right, Mick. Yeah, it was. Um, I feel dejected. But in that, did, did any of us really expect to go to City and win today? No, we didn't. If we'd have got a win, um, you know, we'd have been cock-a-hoop. But from the word go, uh, I think the first five, seven minutes, we weren't too bad. We were knocking the ball around. But we have this uncanny knack of giving the ball away continually. You know, absolutely no leaders on the pitch. I was looking round at one point. Our midfield was non-existent. The back line was all over the place. And Calvert-Lewin is just from probably March, since he played for England, has been strutting around like he owns the place. It's just not good enough. Not good enough for Evertonians who feel so passionately about, you know, what they're watching, what they believe in, what they want. I only wish I wasn't down in London enjoying myself last night because every time I've watched Everton for the last, four or five months they've just torn the heart out of me you know it was so embarrassing I saw the lineup uh, and I, I said to my dad we'd be lucky five or six nil here um, because I saw City's lineup I saw our lineup we can and I don't want to single players out but I've got to because Holgate is just a nightmare you know exactly what you've got he's going to make a mistake he can't tackle He's not a defender. I bang him up front because at least he can't can't make the mistakes he's been making. That said, you know, every single player, Godfrey aside and Pickford aside. I mean, I was a big critic of Pickford, but he's come back from that break and he's been superb. What you expect of an England keeper, and he is an England keeper. Godfrey, I feel sorry for having to play with all that round him. But there's nobody else that you would say, well, actually, they put a shift in there. Bernard Nwobi, come on. You didn't see them. We were right down to nine men when we made them substitutions. And this has been continual, continual since Christmas. We've seen the slide of Everton where, you know, there's no spine. I said on the first podcast I did with you, Howard Kendall built the spine. Um, Pep Guardiola this season changed and he built the spine back up at City. I hate to say it, Klopp did the same at Liverpool. And all the most successful teams... Throughout the decades, throughout generations, have built a spine. And what Car- Carlo's got to do through the summer is look at that spine of Everton Football Club and get that spine strong. Yeah, we thought Alan and Decore had been good. Since they've come back from their injuries, they haven't been 
a fraction of the players they were in the first half of the season. You know, you've got Sigurdsson, who's continually now for three seasons struck round like, you know, well, it doesn't matter, I'm getting paid. Uh, and I, I sort of feel sorry for the Charleston because in the first half he was having a go. The last game he had to go. There's nobody around him willing to run with him, willing to give him support. It's just embarrassing to be an Evertonian watching that. And I do feel sorry for Evertonians because we are all so passionate about it and we want to win. Ben, we've often spoke about mentality within this Everton team and, and desire and, and, you know, willing to do the hard yards, as, as Bawley always says. And going into this game, you know, like I said, there was, there was something up for grabs and you just didn't feel this Everton team had the right mentality from the off, did they? You know, they found themselves 2-0 down very early on and it it was so lacklustre, wasn't it? It was almost, you know, a training session for Man City, wasn't it? Yeah, it's um, it's been a regular occurrence, like Warren's quite rightly said there. It's, Whenever a game matters, we go out and put a performance like that. Like that, I don't think this team has got the fight, like I said before, to go out there and the mental positive attitude to actually push on and try and do something. Like Gary Neville said, we never gamble, we never go forward. We always try and we always do that extra one pass instead of like taking the risk and going forward. And we've said it all year. I don't know if this team are, are, are wondering they're going to get criticised by the manager, by the, the fans, by the teammates, because. As ever, we've seen the team news tonight, and as Warren and Lee probably said, stated before, that we weren't expecting anything. We've seen Man City's first 11, which we were all shocked about, and went, Oh, here we go. Best team, probably, I'd say, in Europe and probably in the world, um, against Everton, who were missing James, missing Yeri Mina, the Colombians who are back off to Colombia for the, uh, the Copa America, and a few other players. So it's, you look at our team and thought, Oh my God, there's no depth again, there's no pace. Didn't, couldn't quite work out the formation to start so we didn't expect anything but what I can't back them on Mick is the effort if we would have gone there and really really gone after them players putting big hits in getting fired up and we did get beat 3-0 then you know what you go right they tried we just got outclassed today we got beat by the better side who've got a billion pound squad and they literally rolled us over but at least they had a go they had a bit of an identity about them they were fighting for one another we've seen nothing of that tonight Nothing, none of them. It was just absurd how embarrassing that performance was. I don't know, is it the mentality? I don't know if the players are already looking at the holidays back home. I, I honestly don't know. And it's a it's an, a question that Carlo's got to find the answer for this summer because we need... It, it, we've said it again, it's the Groundhog Summer. I, I thought we kind of made progress last year getting the four signings in who have, let, let's, let's put it right here, improved the squad when they've been fit. But they've been missing for large parts of this this year. So Carlo's still got a squad that's not his players. Now, I'm going to put it out there that we probably will go big in this transfer window. And I think we need to go big. Um, I think Ancelotti needs to be backed by Mashiri. And I believe that the talks are due to take place this week um, for them to obviously go in, discuss the future, discuss what the plans are, this strategy going forward. And we need to get it right. I don't know how many times I've said it in the past three or four windows. We need to get this one right. This probably is last chance saloon because I've got a feeling we're just going to go all out and just try and blast it away and just not spare <laughs> care in the world to financial fair play and that and just take the hit because we need it. This club needs the investment because that them players stunk tonight. Absolutely stunk. Mason Holgate is 
like I said, I don't, I don't know what's going to happen to him over the past year. Because this time last year, I was putting tweets about how good he'd been in the running. But he's been shocking. It was awful. It was the arrogance again. It was just not good for Michael Keane. Again, what was he doing for their second goal? I just couldn't quite understand. If it's nothing, nothing's on, you clear it and you go up the pitch. It's pretty simple. If he's not comfortable in doing something, then don't do it. And you can that, That's probably the reason why we are looking for a centre-back this summer. Because we haven't got the personnel that Ancelotti wants in to actually play out from the back. Because it's clear to see that he wants to knock it around and love to get behind teams. But we haven't got the players to do that. So we're playing these formations to try and suit this crop of players that aren't Ancelotti's players. So it's going to be difficult, but we need... I'm going to be four or five players, not not the three, not your right wing, right back goalkeeper, which has been uh, the main three people that have been coming up, obviously with Olsen's loan ending, going back to Roma, etc. The right back, right wing goalkeeper. And you're going to throw a centre-back in there for me and a central midfielder. A, a central midfielder who's going to get the ball and drive forward and um, been a bit of a debate on Twitter. Obviously, one of our own, Borley, the um, a, a type of player that he described as a bit of like a Ross Barkley, not Ross Barkley, but a type of player, the old Ross who would get the ball and drive forward at teams, putting teams on the back foot, preventing them from defending higher and pushing us back. Because you were getting penned in, we've been getting penned in for a few months now. Because teams know we've got no out ball, we've got no pace, we've got no one that can go, oh, we've got, got to be careful of him because he's going to come at us and we're going to be left 2v1. We never break. It was so easy to defend against. And I think it, it lies a lot deeper than just the mentality, Mick, to be honest. I feel like there's, there's, there's nothing going forward in this crop of players. I feel like a few of them have already been told the fate this summer. You said what one said before, Iwobi and Bernard, come on. I, I genuinely can't remember them touching the ball or hearing their name. And they weren't getting stuck in. They weren't running about. I want to substitute the up and down, getting stuck in, putting the foot in, just doing something, doing some sort of effort, not just jogging around and, oh, I've got the ball, pass it, and I lose the ball and get fouled. It's not good enough. And I'm sick to death of it, but we're all going to go back to that phrase again, aren't we? It's another ground dog somewhere. We need to get it right again. And I think and I hope that we will. Lee, does it speak volumes for you going into this game? Like I say, there was something to play for, so the players should have been really up for it. You know, tactics should have been spot on and all that sort of thing. And then the players go and put in a performance like that and give Carlo his biggest ever defeat as a manager. Yeah, I, I agree with what Ben said, Mick. I think a lot of these players already know the fate. I think they know that they're on the way out the door. Because otherwise, I think he would have saw a lot more fight, a lot more determination to get into Europe, given the amount of opportunities that we've had. Um. I, I do. I think they know. I think it, it's it's evidence in the body language and the way that they apply themselves during games. Um, and that's wrong because you're still employed by the football club. You're still earning a hell of a lot of money, living the life that so many of us would absolutely dream about living. Um, and it's just professional pride. Um, so really, really, really disappointing, um, but not surprising with this with this group of players. They've let us down once too many times. Um you know, Ben's right in terms of the substitutes coming on, did absolutely nothing. If you look at the individual mistakes again today, I think Michael Keane was guilty of one for the second goal. Tom Davis was, you know, it was like taking candy off a, off a kid for Aguero's first goal. Really, really disappointing. So there's, there's individual errors all over the shop. When the players get it, they just sort of stand still and they look for the safe option. They don't ever take a gamble. Um, and I think if you're an opposition manager, and you're, you know, in the in the week leading up to playing Everton, it must be so so easy to prepare for that game. Just say, let them have the ball, 
because with the ball, they're never going to hurt you. They can't do nothing. Um, you know, we don't get up the pitch. We're at his, you know, um, Bawley was absolutely right. That's the type of player that we need. We need someone who's going to drive, beat a man, you know, uh, eat up the pitch a little bit, take the pressure off. Because I think it, it's it's clear. We know and we've got the, uh, the ball, you know, around the back or whatever. We, we know we can't get up the pitch quickly. So that's why we get penned in. That's why we don't take risks because we haven't got the pace to recover. So, you know, we, we've, my words, we've exhausted that word now pace. Um, but that's, that's top of the list in terms of the tick boxes we're, we're going to be looking at when we're looking to recruit players this summer. It's all about pace. It's all about ability, beating a man. I think at the, one little positive, and I know I'm probably cl- uh, clutching at straws a little bit here, and Kunku came on and he tried, he, he drove once I've seen him have a go and try and beat a man and actually push forward and I thought my god why, why haven't we given this and I've banged the drum for Nkunku for a while now why didn't we give that lad a chance a little bit earlier because the, the players who've been keeping him off the side certainly haven't um, deserved to in my opinion um, so yeah strange one Mick but the, you know we, we'd, we'd lost before, before a ball was kicked today and that says all you need to know about the attitude um, and the application of the squad of players that we've got. And I'm genuinely worried because, you know, we've been saying this now. It does sound like Groundhog Day for a number of years, you know, massive summer for Everton. It's another, it's another cliche that's sort of becoming synonymous with our club. But if we don't get this right, where does it leave us? You know, we've not got European football again. We've regressed rather than progressed this season for me. You've, you've got to judge. You judge yourselves based on where you finish in the league. And we finished 10th. Um, so, with the amount of surgery needed on this squad, because it's so imbalanced, it lacks pace. Um, it's the pressure is really, really on the people in the know, the people involved, brands, Ancelotti, the recruitment team, scout, scout network, whatever. We've got to get this absolutely right because I think if we don't, it will be one failure too many, um, and we may not recover. We might. I'm really, really fearful now that we're just going to become this nothing club. That's if we're not, if that's not what we are already, where we just never achieve anything. We just float around. We're not challenging for, for honours. We're not threatened with relegation. We're just floating around between 8th and 12th. And that's not what we, what we want to see as Evertonians. And I know that's not what Carlo Ancelotti's joined the football club for. And I know it's not what Mars, um, Farhad Bashiri has uh, took over the club uh, with the aim of, of being. So we're going to throw money at it. I think Ben's right. I think you'll see us really, really going for it this season because we this summer because we've got no choice but to. Um, but I just hope and pray that we get it right because I'm just losing patience with it all because I'm just desperate to see a, a team of players on the pitch that I can relate to, that I can get behind and that wear that shirt with pride because that, this one absolutely doesn't. Warren, do you agree with Lee there? Do you think this season we've regressed a little bit? I know we finished slightly higher than last year. So what are your thoughts on that? Yeah. Uh, I think the start of the season put us all in this um, this place that, that we re- really weren't there. You know, we won all them games at the top of the league. We were pushing on. We got a couple of injuries and we went back a bit and we thought, well, that's natural. Um, so I think we, we all thought as Evertonians uh, we could be the next Leicester. And unfortunately, the strength and depth wasn't there in the, in the squad and it's not there in the squad. And we know that now. Uh, we've, you know, we lost Alan at Christmas. We lost the Corey. Um, 
Calvert-Lewin was out for a few games. And since Calvert-Lewin's come back from his injury, he's not been the same. And it seems every single player, apart from Pickford, who's come back from injury, hasn't been the same. Um, I think we've had very much the same as last season, the season we've had this season, apart from the start. The start of the season, there was one thing we were doing and that was moving the ball very, very quickly. The ball went out for the throw. It went forward into the corners. We pushed there to the, the, the opposition back. For whatever reason, Ancelotti changed his whole view of how he was going to play football. And <clears throat> the ball went backwards. We always start from the back. We, we, we can have a corner and it'll end up back with Pickford. We got a throw in today. He played Man City. They've only got four or five men behind the ball. What do we do? We throw it back and let them get 11 men behind the ball. You can't do that. And it, it goes to prove that first goal they scored against us today, it was one-touch football through us, triangles through us. And Everton were doing that in the first five or six games. And it was successful. For some reason, it changed. And we, we became this slow Italian, laborious type of football we were found out and Gary Neville hit the, hit the nail on the edge at one point in the game today. And I'm no love for Gary Neville, but he, he was right. Whenever Everton get the ball forward early, they look dangerous. Whenever they try and play through teams, they look like Everton are slow, no pace um, and no idea really, because we haven't got an idea. It's very lucky if we play through a team and, and score a goal. I don't think we've done it that, that often this season. And I just think, he, you know, Carlo Ancelotti and, and, and the coaching team have got to take a long, hard look at it and say, well, that didn't work. We've been found out. We've got to change our style of play. And I just hope, you know, that the, the, the highly paid, I just hope that they do bring some strong runners in through the middle of the park. Yeah, we need the Alans and the Ducores to break them down when they're attacking, but we need good, strong runners who are confident on the ball and <coughs> who are leaders. I, I keep going back to this. The most successful teams in history have had good leaders on the park. When we, when we were good, we had Ratcliffe, we had Reid, we had Andy Gray. You know, I, I, I hate harping back to the 80s, but sadly, we were successful. And you look at the most successful teams now, They've got strong leaders on that on that park, and we've got none. You know, Seamus Coleman's been a great servant to Everton Football Club, and he was an absolute bargain. But he's not loud. He's not a leader, is he? You know, you look in the middle of the park, right from centre half, right through. There's no leaders, and until Everton get that good footballer who's a strong leader, I think we're always going to struggle. Ben, just going back to this game tonight. <laughs> We haven't learned anything new, have we, with this set of players? These sort of performances have been consistent. Three wins in our last 12. And I imagine there's going to be some serious conversations between Carlo, Marcel Brands and Farhad Mashiri. Yeah, definitely. I think obviously that's set to take place this week. Um, and they'll have to just get the names of the targets drawn up. They'll have to get names of the people they want to sell. Um, look at speaking to clubs to try and sell. But like you, you look at some of the players tonight, like, I keep on going back to him, Holgate. His strength just wasn't good enough. And I feel like a few of them needed a few sessions in the pure gym and to get beefed up, to get stronger on the ball because they were just getting knocked off it tonight by players who weren't even as big. I think De Bruyne was shoulder bars and everyone Aguero walking past people. And 
Yeah, it's just one of them. It's a frustrating end to the season, Mick. Um, it's been great to actually come on it on here on the podcast and vent. To be fair, because it is therapy for me, uh, and I hope that other Blues listening in um, feel the pain in our voice. Because as we were discussing last night, we deserve so much more as Evertonians. We they follow the club up and down the country, put countless number of money into the club uh, by merchandise tickets. We deserve a lot more than this and we deserve the efforts. I've never met anyone as, as nice and committed as Evertonians and showed last night as well. People that I've never even met and you could just see how much we were desperate for silverware and success at our football club. And we all want the same thing. We just want to be successful because we deserve it. We followed this team through the ups and the downs and we'll never, ever, ever let them down and it's just sad mate that we've ended on such a, a low considering where we were a few months back and a few games in hand and our home form and it's just a, what, a, what a waste what I will say is that I've stated before I do think um, with the injuries we had and the crop of players that we had available especially when we had I think it was Alan out Decore and Hammers out we were going with a midfielder Gomez, Sigurdsson and Davison that's a bottom half midfield, but let's be honest. Tom Davis has had a really good season, played well. But again, is he getting into your top six teams? Probably not, but he's a good squad member. Um, Gomez has been terrible and Sigurdsson's been hit and miss all year. I know his stats look good, but he's um, he still does a lot of his pointing for me and doesn't actually get stuck in where, where we need it. We, we need to be gritty. We need... It's just, it's just difficult, Mick. I'm just so drained as you can probably tell in my voice it's another season another disappointment and I'm just glad it's all over again because the amount of stick I've been getting off my Liverpool mates for coming 10th you've got teams like Leeds above us and we don't deserve it we don't because where we were obviously around like even like in the new year this year we, we, were, we were definitely in the mix and we've been on this home form and we've lost to these certain teams at home and even you pick one or two wins up, look, look, we're only eight points off fourth off the Champions League places. That's how close it was. And you look at some of the results we've had and we've got what an opportunity we've missed. But as I've stated on previous podcasts, I don't even think we were ready for Europe with the set of uh, players we've got. They're just spineless. Um, so it might be a blessing. I don't know how that leaves us financially. We have to get certain people to discuss that on the uh, the Everton boardroom going forward, which we're probably looking to wear next week. Um, and we'll go from there, really. But it's just, a, as a whole, I'm disappointed. I'm dejected, as are all Evertonians with the outcome of this season. It's just not good enough. But Carlo, Nishiri and Brands need to get their heads together, stop trying to dictate to one another who they want to sign and get a real plan together because we can't have three or four people gathering inputs on transfers because Carlo's going to want someone. Brands is going to want someone. Nishiri wants someone. And I think Bill Kenwright still puts his names in the hat. So... You got three or four people there banging heads together where we need to set out a real plan of who's doing what. These are the attributes we need. Brands, go and sort it. Carlo, you coach it. Mashiri, you pay. End of discussion. And we need that's how we need to go forward for me. And we need a, a proper restructure from top to bottom of our football club. But yeah, another disappointing year. Uh, we'll kick on. Hopefully, we have a good summer and we can get back up for it next year because even though we're so down now, We'll be there in August singing our hearts off with the club that we love and we supported since we've been born. So, yeah, we'll go forward from here, Mick. Lee, a quick question to you. Given how we've ended the season, is there added pressure now on Carlo Ancelotti to, to get it right this summer? No, he's not going to be happy, Mick, is he? It's his worst ever 
Um, is it that what you said before is worst ever placement as a manager? Tenth, wouldn't be surprised if it is. Um, so from a personal point of view, I think he's going to be really, really disappointed. Um, and, and he should be feeling the pressure because you know I think the fans expected more, given where we were at the end of September, going into October, even around Christmas time, we should have finished a lot higher than we um, than we have done. And I'm sorry, you know, quite quite a bit of the blame does need to be um, at Ancelotti's door. He could have done a hell of a lot better, I think. Um, the players take the majority of it, but Ancelotti is not blameless. I think the style of football has been atrocious. Um, it's, we've been absolutely appalling to watch. And I think, I've said this a couple of times as the season's progressed, I think there would have been a lot of value in Everton just going, playing to our strengths a little bit and just going a little bit more direct this season and trying to play off Calvert-Lewin a little bit more. A little bit like we did in um, in that Chelsea game when, uh, big dunk took charge and that's what we did and it was really really effective um, so you, you play to your strengths and the plays that you've got um, and, and quite a lot of the time well virtually all of the time since Christmas we've looked at the players on that pitch and thought what, what's the plan what's the identity we, we, we really haven't got one um, you know like Ben said there's uh, too many of these players aren't good enough Tom Davis is not a Premier League footballer Mason Holgate's not a Premier League footballer Gomez has finished Sigurdsson isn't good enough. Um, Coleman, much as I love him, he's, he's a squad player at best now. Um, we definitely need another striker as well because I don't think Calvert-Lewin is the is the finished article. He's had a great season and he's really improved. Um, and, you know, he, he can come away from this season with 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 a, a little bit of credit, certainly the way he started the season. But he has tailed off a little bit, unfortunately. So I do think we need someone else up there. Um you know, Michael Keane, massive question marks over him. Too many, far too many individual errors. Um, so, you know, if you in terms of the positives, you've got Pickford's recovery. I think he's been absolutely outstanding um, in the past couple of months. He's, he's arguably been our best player. Ben, God, ben Godfrey's been brilliant. Alan and Decore have shown glimpses, and, if, and obviously, if they can stay fit, I think you know that they're fine. Um, you know, we've got a great left back, um, but other than that, I think there's. There's there's so many so many players that need to be shipped out to that door, um, you know I, I look at some of them I'd rather have Elton John in there, um, it's an absolute joke. Um, so listen, it's over now, it's done, the season's finished. You know we can finally put all this to bed. You know have we still got something to play for? You know is Europe out of the question? You know it's it's done now. We need to draw a line under it. It's been another disappointing season. You know, it would be nice to finally get our, like Ben said, get our faith repaid a little bit and actually achieve something next year. But in order to do that, Ancelotti and the others have got a hell of a lot of work to do. Let's just hope they get it right. And there we have it, guys. That is the end of the season. Everton finished 10th, 38 games played, 17 wins, 8 draws, 13 defeats. 47 goals scored, 48 goals conceded, giving us a minus one goal difference and 59 points. From me, Lee, Ben, Borley, Ratcliffe and all our guests, thank you for tuning in all season. You'll still be hearing through us throughout, throughout the summer. We have the Bollings Boardroom starting next week and also our season review. In the meantime, as we always say, don't think about Everton because we're certainly not going to think about Everton for now. Stay safe, take care and all the very best. Thank you. 
When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.